Hello, my friend. I'm Avika Paras, host of The Decisive Life and founder of Ethics for Work and Life. And I'm honored to be your decision coach today to help you become a better person by making better decisions every day. I believe that we arrive at crossroads, we face dilemmas, we get at decision moments for a reason, and it is up to us to face them with serenity and courage and most of all, gratitude. How to be polite even if others are not. Recently, I read in Facebook and Twitter some very rude posts where people use abusive language or they wish death or harm on others. So it's not just another person, just one person, but an entire community, an entire group. So at first, my conclusion was they could be boorish or rude because they are simply hiding behind anonymous profiles in Facebook or in Twitter. But then I saw several posts of identified professionals. They're part of a professional community. And I really got alarmed. There must be some expectations of good behavior of professionals. I'm also a CPA, Certified Professional Accountant. And you know, there are really some behaviors expected of professionals. And it's really very important because they are trusted by clients using their services or the professional communities whose name and reputation they carry with their practice. So in response to these rude comments that I saw, a number of people reacted. Some of them were really provoked and have answered with rudeness. It actually met the aims of the originators of rude posts in agitating anger. So the tit-for-tat behavior has spiraled and many times uncontrollably. So rudeness is not new, I agree, but because company presidents and national leaders have taken them to higher levels of formal power and they have followers or supporters, it can seem that rudeness is getting to be more and more accepted. For instance, Donald Trump is infamous for his offensive tweets and outgoing President Rodrigo Duterte of the Philippines has also gained international notoriety for cursing Obama, Pope Francis, etc. So the question is, how comfortable or how tolerant are people as regards rude behavior? Is it well accepted that rude behavior, can people still distinguish what is right and wrong behavior? I think the good news is that for all the influence that these leaders have wielded, still there are many people who believe that it is wrong to be rude. And there are negative consequences to uncivil behavior and it still pays to be civil and polite. Actually, a Corn Ferry survey of 690 professionals back in November 2021 showed that 83% tried to avoid colleagues who they believe are rude and 75% have considered quitting their job due to uncivil co-worker or boss. And in January 2021, 77,000 people were asked whether they think the people in their state, in the United States, tend to be more rude or more polite than most Americans. And the self-declared rudest state in America is Rhode Island, where 42% say they believe people in their state tend to be more rude than most Americans. I hope I did not get this as a fake news. And I can only guess that tourism or other government revenues have been affected by that reputation of rudeness. So should we enroll in etiquette schools? Should we relearn good manners? Should we be polite? Should we be civil? What's the diff, as they say? So we won't really dissect the nuances of these two terms because etiquette and good manners go 
hand in hand together. They all, almost always go together because they signify socially accepted behavior. Although etiquette can signify a set of rules like what cutlery to use. You know, when I was in England, sometimes I get confused on whether I should pour the tea first to the cup or the milk first. Really, I cannot memorize that. But in any case, the etiquette can refer more to set of rules like what knife to use when fish or pork is served at a formal dinner. Or how do you word a dinner invitation to an ambassador or to a bishop, etc. On the other hand, there is a more glaring difference between civility and politeness. Civility is quite generic and politeness is specific. Even the Cambridge Dictionary notes a certain liking for politeness when it simply defines civility as politeness or polite remark. And politeness is behavior that is socially correct and shows understanding of and care for other people's feelings. So it's a little bit more detailed as to what really is polite. So in that case, civility is generally accepted behavior of being agreeable and politeness goes specific in that you don't do anything that may displease the others or in a more positive term, you do or say whatever others like. I clearly remember back when I was a postgraduate student in Spain, when we get to have some louder music, they say those times, no, at the disco on a Friday night, we get a phone call advising us to lower the volume of the music. So I asked my friends, how do they find out where is our apartment and what is our phone number? So I was told that the telephone directory will show your exact address and telephone number. So perhaps the rooftop where we have the lights and the music gave us away, but then it gave me an idea what a civil neighborhood it was, that people know what to do when others forget to follow the rules. Like we get to be really concentrated in what we're doing. So there was also another time that I was washing the dishes with another student. And right across our kitchen window was a terrace where a lady was almost like dressed not to nothing, sunbathing. So my friend did what was civil, and that is to respect the lady's right to dress or undress as she wanted. And also to respect our own dislike for that view. So we just drew the curtains. We cannot complain. And another day we were viewing the sunset by the beach and doing some reflection hour when a family came to put their stuff right across us, blocking the view of the horizon. And the woman in that family started to undress. So we immediately stood up. We immediately uh, like stood up to find another place, thinking we might have gone into a nudist part of the beach. So there's this new friendly part of the beach. So now I thought of it, if we found out we were in the right space, then probably the polite behavior would be to charmingly inform the family that they are not in the right place and to point out to them the beach part where they could be as nude as they please. Because if not, we would not have our own pleasant view for our own self, our pleasant view of the sunset if we leave our designated place. So both civility and politeness are acquired through education and no one is born civil or polite. However, politeness is more refined civility. Civility is like performing social conventions that represent respect. For example, someone with a formal power of a president can demand my own civility, like I should stand up in respect when he passes by. But politeness can demand more quality of attention rather than thinking of much better use of my time while standing straight in the presence of the company president, for example. In this regard, the word polite 
comes from the Latin politus or polished, made smooth. So understandably, one can have big or surface politeness around. For example, a leader that is generally not liked can be surrounded by a small polite entourage that would not dare disagree with him and should always, always agree with him. So the leader is deprived of the true and honest feedback. So in this regard, what I mean by being polite is following socially and generally accepted behavior, which is intrinsically motivated by respect for other persons. But that doesn't mean accepting as true what other people are saying as lies or making them exemplary models of good behavior when actually they're not. You must have heard of polite thieves who has the usual greeting and apologies before coercing you to give them your money at gunpoint. Polite, but at the same time, a thief. So even thieves can be actually polite if they follow external rules of greetings, but their action is wrong. So we are not talking about politeness that is for following social conventions only, but that deeper deeper than the surface politeness that really involves respect for human dignity. So, for example, that polite thief should respect individual property and not steal them. So why is this important? Having clarified what I really mean by politeness, I now proceed to specify my three huge reasons why it is important to be polite, even if others are not. First reason is that the habit of being polite will give you an edge in your career. First impression last, and a person who comes into the door for a job interview, the way he conducts himself, respecting the other people in the room, regardless of whether they are simply fellow applicants or company managers, will give away a certain edge in attitude. And when there are several rounds of interviews, the polite persons are polite consistently. They never stop as they have mastered themselves to be polite. It's part of upbringing. It's not just a practice of a day. It's not just that they're mastering some tricks to pass a job interview after watching several YouTube videos about conducting yourself in job interviews for the night before the interview. So it can actually be seen if the politeness is really there, really grounded in the person. These really polite people don't wear politeness as an accessory, but it pretty much defines who they are. So the second reason why it is important to be polite, even if others are not, is the positive effect on the family or the community that you represent. You implicate your family by your conduct. You implicate your community reputation by your politeness as much as the obnoxious persons implicate their own family and community. For example, an ill-mannered behavior can easily trigger a express or implicit question among the observers. Like they could say, is he really like that? Or did his parents bring him up without good manners? What school did he go to? Sometimes an entire nation can benefit from polite citizens like some people when they travel for the first time and they have options among many countries, they would probably search for the most polite countries in the world because they would not want to encounter polite thieves. So you will not want to be a tourist in rude places, would you? You might consider to go to Japan to test for yourself why it is regarded, and you can check that out in the internet, as the most polite nation on earth. Okay, I'm also looking forward to going to Japan. Haven't been there, probably just a little like stop over. And you know, also as a teacher, I have encountered 
like I meet people for the first time or several times. And then I would say, that guy is really respectful. And I think they were really brought up well. And much to my joy, I realized that they are children of my friends and mothers whom I encounter in professional and personal development seminars. So I was really happy that these mothers are really implementing what they learned from personal development seminars in bringing up their children. And of course, I was happy to relate to the mother of each one. I said, you know, your son, I recognize your good upbringing of them because really for several times that we met, they stand out for being very polite. So I think it was a joy for the mothers. The third reason for being polite, even if others are not, is the strong habit it is formed in you that prepares you for both civil or uncivil environments. So just think, someone who is rude, like an online troll, earning a lot of money, sees that he does not need to be polite to get rich. So he has gotten into some habits of being rude and unbearable. And he will be successful as long as Facebook and Twitter or TikTok are there as platforms for trolling because those are the places where he has flexed his muscles for bad behavior. But when circumstances change and he cannot make use of these platforms anymore, he has limited environment to use his antisocial behavior. In other words, unless rude people realize the need to coexist with others in harmony, they would not stop being rude. And even if the online platforms continue to exist, but they just become stricter or probably like Facebook would get zero tolerance for online trolls, for cyberbullying, then these rude persons would have difficulty to adjust. Unlike the polite persons who have more room for adaptability, they have known the sacrifices entailed in being polite, and they can be patient when bullied knowing that there is always an end in suffering rude behavior, sooner or later, hopefully sooner than later. Even the social media platforms give options to block or report users. So those who cannot live without social media and they crave for a sane and healthy environment have the option to see less of online rude behavior. It's very much like having a clean up of your room to remove the mites, the termites, the mosquitoes, you purge online trolls from your platform and prevent them from returning by blocking them. I cannot give you the exact way. You just search ways using Google. And I myself am personally grateful to have experienced suffering rude behavior, not online, but face-to-face. And I have that experience. I know how I could adapt to that. And I know I could help the others to deal with rudeness. But come to think of it, I have witnessed several and I could have been treated with less respect in the past when I was living abroad, probably because of cultural differences. But somehow it did not hurt that much because I think these people who treated me badly has less travel exposures, have less education perhaps than what I fortunately experienced. In other words, I have a bigger arsenal for cross-cultural interactions. But then it was more painful when you experience rude behavior from persons that you expected to behave better. So how do you become polite even if others are not? The first and most important tip, as I have learned, is lower your expectations about people. Neither education nor professional certification nor values formation training will magically transform people to be polite. And neither should you conclude that 
rude, uncivil persons have mental issues all the time. No, it's not the case. So those expectations or assumptions might prevent you from listening. Probably with higher expectations, you could flare up and you could answer in an impolite way. Okay, It might lead you to negative behavior. The second tip to be polite when others are not is to learn to listen attentively. If the rude persons are customers, listen well because they might be really pointing out something that can be improved in your organization. So listen well, taking notes mentally or in a physical notepad. And when you are given the chance, please state their issues and respond with facts or apologies. You know, I've witnessed several rude behavior and the staff is like simply just observing and not taking notes. And that's why it really instigated more anger because they said, did you listen to me? Did you hear what I'm saying? So I think there was a little bit more need for responding or attending to customer satisfaction in order to be more polite. It's not just a matter of letting that person cool down. So it's more polite to show uh, real attentiveness, really taking notes or answering when there's space provided for answering those angry customers. So my third tip concerns your politeness in the online world. I think you have to be nicer online than you are offline a little bit more because we cannot perfectly gauge how what we write will affect the person reading it. So don't fail to read it again before sending it. Don't rely on being able to edit your post as you could post immediately without thinking because if the other person is online, she would have read your initial message. That is not nice. So she would have been fast in taking a screenshot. And, you know, sometimes some apps do not have a way to edit, like a simple text message. I know that in Viber, you could actually edit it, but don't rely on editing. You just have to, I think, look again and see if you can be more polite than it appears. For example, some people can just say, do you have this document? Whereas it's more polite to address the person by name, like say, hi, Avi, do you have the document? And, you know, in real life, we really address people by name. It's more polite, right? Have you received some messages that appear a bit rude? So my fourth tip is to be attentive to behaviors of polite role models so that we can learn from them. You need to develop your observation skills in reading faces, in really observing how this person is being polite. You know, sometimes the etiquette books, I might not remember anything from etiquette books. Sometimes right now, I don't remember what was first in this or that. But the thing is, Sometimes the exemplary behavior of polite people, of respectable people, can really be more of a learning for me. In addition, you know, using tips and strategies for politeness, we don't really take you far in developing a good character. I have met people without school diploma or professional certification, but their high regard for other people actually moved them to really act well and speak well. I remember when I was in a residence, part of my doing work is I also helped in the kitchen. And one day I was there and probably the cook who is from a Latin American country, not educated, but very skilled. She probably must have realized that I was uncomfortable in one particular task. So I was cleaning and I was really nervous if I would prepare the appetizers. And then when I came back, because she was very attentive to me, when I came back, she already said that they have prepared the appetizers. So I really appreciated that, how well she observed my nervousness, how well she attended to my fears. So my fifth and last tip to be polite, even if the others are not, is to consider that it is other people who bestow on you moral authority. 
such that they respect and follow you. Always remember that. It's not something that you can coerce other people. So that politeness can earn you a little bit higher view from the point of view of other people or people you're dealing with. If you are taking politeness, they will be able to detect it. So my tip is to keep striving to be polite, respecting the dignity of the people you are interacting with. Don't think that you can show disagreements to rude people by being rude with them. It's not a tip for that behavior again. Go through the proper channels of feedback and don't lower yourself to the level of boorish behavior. Those in higher positions of power than you may only have extrinsic power and they can only demand external obedience, but they cannot wield power over spontaneous respect. And that is something that you can earn when you're really, really polite. Rude leaders can oblige or force obedience from their constituents only at the level of externalities. Perhaps they can also demand a certain show of sadness once they leave their formal post, like really demanding from the others to show a little bit of sadness, or they can demand a show of external joy once they assume a formal post. But that is all that they can get, a little bit of coercive power. Perhaps internally, some constituents can choose to ignore rude leaders, quit the environment, quit the workplace. So for the leaders, they are free to express themselves, especially if they have formal power. And the followers have the freedom of choice also as to the degree of both external and intrinsic obedience. So you yourself can influence that spontaneous respect without demanding that coercively from others, coercing others, but being consistently polite among other good behavior. Really show that you care, say please, say thank you, say sorry, apologies. Sometimes people are not used to apologizing. Even if they have done huge mistakes, they don't apologize. So show that you care, make an effort to strike a conversation. Be friendly and positive. Don't give in to answering rudely. Continue to be polite because it really pays to be polite. Okay, my friend, I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Decisive Life. If you liked it, take a screenshot of this podcast, share it, and the link to this episode to three of your friends today. Post it in social media and use the hashtag The Decisive Life. Until the next episode, my friend, be good. Bye.